0: look at them madam have you ever in your entire life seen anything so beautiful
1: i'm sorry i don't know anything about stamps
2: (laughs) live from the stamp show here today infotainment complex yada 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 this is cash this is mark this is jim
1: this is scott
2: and today we are all about carmen lake carmen lake
3: Sounds like an actress from the 1930s. Yeah.
2: Carmine. Car- Carmine. <laughs> Car- there were, was On uh, Laverne and Shirley, there was Carmine. There you go. So Carmine at the lake.
0: So this is one of the few colors that you have to detect with both white and UV light. And they can see it perfectly through the radio. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: or the computer or the whatever. Yeah, whatever right. you're listening to, we are going to describe in... As much detail as you we possibly can, uh, because again we can't hold the stuff up to the microphone. But let's go over real quick. What is Carmen Lake, Scott? It's a color. And in it's the book, a- in the book of secrets, we even go into it because Lake is actually Shh, not it's a, a color. <laughs> you know, lake is not a color. Lake is a process. You can have. Blue lake and yellow lake and green lake. So, uh, we use in philately, we use the term lake. We just cha- totally change the definition of the word lake. We make lake as a red color. But Carmen Lake is
1: well, it's it's well, everybody knows what Carmen is. It's a it's like a red color, but the Carmen and and lake is a very, very Purplish red color, uh, but not a purple, and so Carmen Lake is kind of falls in between.
2: It's 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 the red color with a little bit of purple in it. Well, see, that's the terrible thing is when you go by order, the first word is the descriptor, the right. second word is the color. Right. So it's a carminish lake. So it's darker than Carmen and lighter than Lake. And lighter than Lake. And that means, 90, means absolutely nothing to 99% most people. of the people who are listening to this podcast have already checked out. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, if They're they, going to go, oh, let, well, let's, I'll skip to the next let one.
1: Let me put it in something that's more uh, more relatable. You have yellow green or blue green. Mm-hmm. You can see, you, we, we classify those as green, but one is more yellow and one is more blue. And, and that's something that more people can detect visually and or may have a visual image of rather than something like Carmen Lake. Well, those aren't colors we normally discuss in every day. when you're growing up, you know, as an eight-year-old kid, you don't discuss Carmen or Lake as colors. You discuss blue, green, yellow. And so... Um it's easier to understand. When you have two colors, two differing colors like that, the first is this the second is the main color and the first is the descriptor. So when I say yellow green, you might have an image of that, maybe a leaf or something like that would come to mind. Whereas you have a blue green, which may be something like a, a body of water, uh you know, unless you live in the Caribbean or something. Where- <laughs>
2: If you, if you think about but, the first word too you could also instead of having another color you could have a shade you could have like light or dark or deep or bright or that is that
1: is true and and uh, but but you can see how the one color modifies the other mm-hmm. is the whole point
2: The second color is the important one. I go through this all the time because I collect U.S. number 10s and 11s. You Ah. too? No, no, I didn't know that. (laughs) Ah. And U.S. number 10 is orange-brown. Well, in 1855, they had a really super orangey-looking stamp that they printed, uh, U.S. number 11. It's actually called orange-red. And... uh, They go, oh, this is really orange. This must be the orange-brown. And you go, no, 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 no. The first word is the descriptor. The second word is the color. So an orange-brown is a brown stamp that has sort of like an orangey tint to it, not an orange stamp with a brownish tint. You've got the order backwards.
0: Now, the terrible
2: thing on this is lake is not a color. It never has been. It's a process. Lake is uh, actually an extract that they get from beetles. And they put it into dyes to make the dyes more vibrant and more colorful. So you can have, like I said, you can have yellow, which is a lake yellow, and a lake blue, and a lake gray. You can have any color lake. So pigeon blood
1: pink is a pink. That you dripped pigeon blood into <laughs> to make it a little bit more intense,
0: right? You'd gladly sacrificed those pigeons. So, so pigeon
2: blood, there's two descriptors. So it's like blood-colored, pigeon-colored. What color is a pigeon? <laughs> Gray or white?
3: Is pigeon blood Mostly. blue?
2: Yeah.
3: I, I'm asking, is pigeon blood blue?
2: No, actually where the term pigeon blood pink came from is... Uh, Pigeon blood pink was invented by a stamp collector who wanted to market his really, really great stamp. Uh huh. Pigeon blood is the highest grade of Ruby. And these numbers are these numbers. These letters come from the, uh, 1880s, 1890s, the 64 B and 60, well, 64, 64, a 64 B. Um, These all came from like the really early times in uh, stamp collecting. And at the time, the best ruby was a pigeon blood ruby. And so they go, well, this is a pigeon blood stamp. Yeah. And so it was a marketing term. It is nondescript because the actual color of a pigeon blood pink is rhodonite. But nobody's going to pay $1,000 for a stamp that's Rhodonite, but they sure as heck will buy one that's pigeon blood.
0: So, Carmen Lake is not you know, a very exciting word, but the problem is, is that uh, the Scott Catalog values Carmen Lake versions of stamps at a much higher value than the normal color.
2: And we're talking about the two-cent... Washington head from the fourth bureau issue that was issued uh what 1925 26 27 that era yes
3: or it was, was it actually the, the first issue was 1923 i think
2: but when the carmen no, lakes no, the actually fl- come in now
1: the flat plates are or the uh the carmen lake shade that we're discussing is actually unique to the rotary press printed stamps not the flat plate uh-huh. and well, so later Right. So when you look through the listings in the Scott catalog, you'll notice lake listings for a number of like the two cent reds and things like that. Okay. Um, some of those do kind of have a little bit of carmine in them, but they really are lake-ish. Um, but when you get into the fourth bureau, this is a, a specific shade that was mixed with a very small number of different plates when they were on the press. And so this, this Carmen Lake is not anything that you would see on a flat plate printed stamp, which was issued in 1922. This is something that would be later and specific to the rotary press process. And we're talking about, uh, it, it, the, it shows up most clearly in the booklet panes and in the vertical coils. Um, you see it, uh, more fr- you see it fairly frequently on the sheet stamps and much less much less frequently on the horizontally coiled stamps it is most in like i said it's most intense on the booklet pane and on the vertical coil
2: and it is actually a different type of ink it is a slightly different formula yeah it's a different ingredient to it right And that's why we are sitting here and we're going to go in depth as much as possible because you can have two stamps that are exactly the same color. One is Carmen Lake and one is not.
1: Well, and they look different under different light sources. Now, uh, one impetus for looking at it this way is um, many, many years, uh, the Michelle catalog has listed German stamps in uh, different shades that are only identifiable under ultraviolet light. They all look almost identical under normal lighting. And so to properly find these rare shades in the that are listed in the Michelle catalog, you have to have a proper ultraviolet light.
2: And that goes to my... And big so, qualm that if you need special equipment to identify a stamp, in my opinion, that stamp should not be listed.
1: Yes, um, when, when this shade was brought forth uh, about 20 years ago, um, there, there have been a couple of collectors who, during the 1930s and 40s, had put together large accumulations of Fourth Bureau stamps. And done color shade fans and studies and things like that, and so the uh, when these things came to market, the the new owners now we're talking in the you know 1990s 2000s uh, wanted to get some shades listed because these stamps are now you know starting to get close to a hundred years old. And they wanted some new shades listed to, well, they're dealers. So they want to increase their ability to sell these less expensive stamps. And so they picked out some of the rarer uh, variations that they found in these large accumulations of booklet panes and plate blocks and and coils and things like that. And uh, so uh, somebody had the bright idea of using um, an ultraviolet light to enhance the ability to find rarer shades. And lo and behold, as you looked at a fan of these colors with an ultraviolet light versus a white light, different colors, colors that, look, that were positioned right next to each other on the fan looked completely different under ultraviolet light. And so uh, some of these shades were picked out for their attractiveness under both normal lighting and ultraviolet lighting, and that's where the Carmen Lake listing came from. It's classified as Carmen Lake based on what it looks like under white light, but it's identified or the identity is confirmed by looking at it under ultraviolet light.
2: Which is why, and I have no proof, but I am highly suspect that this is the case Generally speaking, an aniline ink component is added, which does various things to the ink. But I have a my and we haven't destroyed any stamps yet. We need to put them through uh uh, I forget what that thing is the uh, the one that the um, APS has now to see if there is an aniline content to these because. Aniline inks tend to fluoresce differently under UV light than under normal light. That's how you tell pinks from the uh, 1800s issue. Uh, Pink stamps were printed with aniline ink, and, you know, they look pink. And they're not real hard to define, but uh, sometimes you'll get a Carmen stamp that looks sort of pinky. You put it under UV light. If it doesn't glow, then it's not pink. So... We have a big old UV, what we call a bazooka, and uh, what's the, what's the uh, rating on that? It's actually a Spectraline model, BIB-150P. But, but what's the UV? It's uh, 365 nanometers. So we're at 365 here. So that's in the long wave range. Correct. So we are going to hit it with a long wave UV light. Why don't we turn off the light here? Now we're in the dark.
3: Why don't you explain? We have a whole range of different items.
2: Oh, yeah. We have two cards. Uh, Shout out to Steve Rosen. Steve Rosen sent us 40 stamps that he wanted to have checked. And they are all fanned out on a black Hagner page so that we have a black background. We have known Carmen Lakes with it. And so we are going to take the known Carmen Lakes and compare them with Steve's 40 ones that look Carmen Lake in normal light. We're going to check them now under UV light.
0: Yeah, we should point out that the stamps are not behind the the uh, plastic because yeah. that would shield the, the UV. Um, so they're they're actually, you know, on top. open to the area on top of the pages.
1: Correct. Most, most forms of... Uh, pages and cards and things like that the uh the the clear interleaving will block the ultraviolet light which is what you want when you store your stamps because you don't want uv damage to your stamps but in this case you want to let the uv through so that you can properly
2: identify it so scott and jim is walking around and mark is walking around so what do we see
1: so the booklet pane is where where the first, uh, um, where the first identifications came into play, and you can see how how the Carmen Lake under ultraviolet light has kind of like a maraschino cherry ruby red color to it that doesn't exist on many of the other shades. Now some shades are clearly different under normal light but the ones that are closest still look different under ultraviolet light the um thing that is most noticeable to me is that
3: the regular color is almost red it's very it's much duller yeah and the other one is a, like a brighter cherry type color yeah
0: almost glowing yeah mm mm-hmm.
1: So now you move down to the the vertical coil and you see the similar a similar thing although you have a, a I only I only have a few booklet panes but I have more of the uh, vertical coils and uh, it's, it's definitely much uh, redder redder this this looks very pale
2: yeah they, they tend to look washed out
1: mm-hmm.
3: This stamp.
2: Oh, don't Artists. even bother mentioning numbers. No. Okay. They don't do numbers. Okay, so this, the vertical all, coil. They're all two-cent Washingtons.
3: Okay, so this two-cent Washington coil is darker than this um, one, which is the regular one. This is the,
1: the... This is the Carmen Lake. Carmen
3: Lake. Yes. This is the regular. Correct. So when you, when you put it up to those, which are the... Um, booklet pane pane, you see the same thing it it but the booklet pane is not a faded out like the coil well that that just
1: that just depends on what what uh, examples you have Ah. I have more examples of the coil than I do of the booklet pane okay
2: and realistically people who are checking you may not have any examples so we are going to describe it like he said when you pull put it underneath it looks red. It looks sort of dull red. It looks might, maybe washed-out red. Whereas, like Scott said, the Carmen Lake, it looks like a maraschino cherry. It looks that bright, vivid red that a cherry has. Cherries are not this, you well, know, they're not like the pale so red. The Lake, yeah, it's so it's, like,
0: it's almost like an artificial red, red. you know, yeah. the maraschino yeah, cherry. Yeah, almost. Almost.
2: Yeah, it's almost like a
1: lipstick red. And and uh, the, the horizontal coil and the sheet stamp are, are just a little less bright. So
2: how is Steve doing here?
1: Well, we haven't checked any of Steve's yet. Oh, okay. This, we're this we're is just, just looking Scott's at my reference. Reference copies. Oh,
2: okay. So now let's throw... Uh, oh, Mark. Mark has a there. stamp that he has always had as... Go ahead. Uh,
0: it's my very close to Carmen Lake. So if, when I'm comparing a, a candidate for Carmen Lake to, um, to mine, uh, I'm looking at it, and, and I have to say to myself, the, the candidate has to glow a more maraschino cherry red than, than my close. So,
1: so apples to apples, we'll compare his to my, his horizontal coil to my horizontal coil, and we can really see a difference. Yes, you can. So that, that way we can say, okay, yep, Mark's right. His is not quite
2: the Carmen Lake color. His is a, a wannabe. The, the references are references. It, it doesn't yep. have to be, you know, above the line. It could be a below the line and say it's got to be more than this. Right.
3: Okay, so, so you want to get these. So let's,
1: let's get these other uh, questions, uh, questionable ones out and uh we have a a block of four of the sheet stamp and we'll put the reference right in the middle
2: of it i'd say no on the block of four i agree because go ahead and describe it to the people what, what color is the block of four under the uv light
1: it's a darker red it's more of a it's more mm-hmm. of a dull Dullish. oranger red it's a more orange yeah. red then the carmen lake which is a more we'll start over we'll start at one end and we'll slowly move the, the reference down first one that's a no this is a no
0: yep
1: that's a no much closer it's it's got a little bit more color to it not quite as dull, but it's definitely still slightly different than the reference.
3: That's a used pair
1: Third pair bingo That's it's looking like a no as well
2: so. nope, we heard a bingo and a no which yeah. one <laughs> is no. this one Mark, an, is Mark, this one get in here and break the tie is that one like one of uh, mark's uh yeah. almost no, it's
3: it's not even close to that. Oh, never mind.
1: Jim's withdrawing his bingo. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, all I did, all I had to do was to put it in the light. I had I had it at an angle. Move the microphone up towards you more. I'm sorry. I just said I had it at the wrong angle.
2: Now, just for reference, um, a normal two cent, I believe, catalog's thirty-five cents hinged, probably like. Buck never hinged. A Carmen Lake Never Hinged, I believe is three hundred and eighty-five dollars. Which so, which flavor? The horizontal coil? The horizontal coil. Okay. Um the vertical coil I believe is more, isn't it?
1: Uh yeah, a little bit. Okay. Now we have we're we're looking in, in normal lighting and we're looking at the potential vertical coils, and they're much Closer than the horizontal coils were in appearance under normal lighting.
0: Thoughts, anybody? I'm seeing one that's a candidate.
1: Just one. All right, Mark, so which ones did you like?
0: I like the, uh, there's a single that I thought might be close. We have two singles, a pair, and a line pair. So you thought
1: one of the singles was good. Right. I actually like all of them.
3: Just for those who can't see this, Which Um, is everyone. Which is everyone. Um, There are some of the um, regular Carmen that are very, very distinctly different than the Carmen Lake. And then there's others that are closer to it, like Mark's Almost, a Carmen Lake.
1: See, now this is one of my Almost ones. Mm -hmm. and you can see how and we can see how different it is from from the reference not it but when you put it next to the certified example it's the 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 reference not it is a lot closer than the uh, the submitted example
2: so yeah but uh, getting a almost is a valuable stamp well there's more because di- it's right. a reference for you to find the others
1: right and uh, you, when you when you look at uh, the submitted stamp against the reference almost there's a bigger difference than there is between the submitted stamp and the reference stamp, the genuine reference stamp, so that tells me that the submitted stamp is closer to the reference. Uh, even if it's not exactly the same, but it, to me, in my mind, it's okay to go ahead and and say yes, that qualifies as a Carmen Lake.
3: So, we're, we're looking at the line pair and the pair and the two singles, and thinking those are all Carmen Lake.
1: Yes.
2: Wow, that's a jackpot.
1: Now the the line pair is going to be the jackpot.
2: Oh yes.
0: So they're not exactly the same match, but they're really, Very, really very close,
2: close yes. Yeah. Very close. Well, yeah, I mean, things are printed over a period of time. So well, the horizontals thing. all bounced out, and right. the verticals, he's got some good money here.
1: The other thing is you have to realize everybody's vision, everybody perceives color slightly differently. And uh, the only way that you really get to... Um, a consensus is by looking at it together with, you know, with a, a bunch of references and then more than one pe- person together talking, talking about it and and looking at it. So then you can agree. And then uh, once once everybody understands what the what the threshold is, then you can go off and use the references as a. Uh, a comparative example
2: well what we're what we're doing here for the listeners is we're giving you a base you will never be able to sell and another reason why i don't like this stamp i love you know i love the business and everything pse is great but when the stamp has to have a certificate i think that that's a problem Well, would you buy a 596
1: without a certificate?
2: Exactly.
1: So, you know. Would you buy a 613 without a
2: certificate? But here's the thing about 596s and 613s and these Carmen Lakes. You can't just shotgun a bunch of stuff in because you're going to be paying so much money on failed certificates that you have to be able to go through and say, okay, these are candidates. I'm going to, like, mail these to Cash, and he'll double-check them like we're doing with Steve here. Do not mail in all your stuff. This is a special friend of the show. Steve is a friend. Um, You guys, you guys can do it, but do not send 40 stamps. Send one or two. Well,
1: you also have to realize Steve's paying for this.
2: Yeah, and also we are charging. (laughs) This is not free. So, But like I said, you know, he submitted, so far we looked at 12 items and five of them are being submitted. He saved himself seven cert fees at $25 per cert fee. So he saved himself 175 bucks here by knowing what, Well, we know what to look for. And so uh, if you know what to look for, you can rule out the stuff that isn't going to get the certificate. And only submit the stuff that has a really good shot. Send it in or give it or see me and Steve or Scott at a stamp show. Say, hey, you know, what do you think? We'll (laughs) give you an opinion there, which is generally speaking, no. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
3: generally, we don't take the bazooka with us to a stamp show. Well,
2: that's true too. But yeah, we'll we'll take it back and we'll put it under the bazooka here. Um, But it is just how do you find these $300 to $600 stamps? Like I said, or he just found a line pair, which is a major amount of money. So now we're going to do the sheet stamps. Sheet stamps are harder to find as Carmen Lake.
1: Well, first thing we're going to do is we're going to look at it under white light. Right. So Steve obviously has a good sense of what color... We'll put that one in a
3: special pile for Steve to sell to guys like me that want an almost.
1: Yeah. <laughs> There's an almost as well. Yeah, pull out this the one? almost.
3: Yeah. yeah, I'd say the almost have to be at least valuable for that
2: case. Well, like I said, if a reference doesn't have to be it. It could be less than it and say you have to have better than this. There's a lot of references in a lot of collections that are like that.
3: So we both think that one's good.
1: Yeah, we're gonna gonna keep that one aside. Another feature of of a lot of the Carmen Lakes is the the plate wash left behind by the printing process where the the intentionally uninked areas, like the margins, they tend to have a little bit of color left over and they tend to make the stamp appear more bluish. I'm going to say he's got one sheet stamp, but uh, it's actually fairly well centered. So I think he'll do all right with that.
2: So out of how many stamps? And again, two, two four, six, eight, and 12 plus black block of four. So uh, 16. So Steve sent in uh, 16, 17 stamps. 17 stamps, one of them. And the reason why he sent them all in is because. These he thought are, they were all. Good. These are all. He thought they were all good. He went through hundreds and hundreds of stamps to pull these out. So you know, it's not that you're going to have uh, 17 stamps and one of them is going to be a Carmen. Like, but he found one sheet stamp and several coils. That's that's a good find. That's a very very good find. Especially finding one at the sheet stamps because those are much scarcer than the rest.
1: Yep.
3: So we, would we call this block of four
2: close and put it with those candidates there that we thought were close? Yeah, pull out the closes because yeah. I'm going to I'm going to ask him to donate some of these so we can all have an almost in our collection. In.
1: I would put those. But
2: these are away
3: These are the close ones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because then we'd at least have, you'd have a close one to... Yep. Yep.
0: Yeah, the, the advantage of the close stamps is that they they do match under white light. They just don't... Well,
1: they, yeah. they're close under ma- white light as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: the vertical coils, he, he's got a lot of them. To me, at least, the vertical coil seems to be the easier of the bunch to find, uh, even though it carries a higher catalog value.
2: Okay, so while all this was going on, uh, Mark pulled up on Amazon to find out where you'd get... How much is a 365-nanometer uh, uh, UV light?
0: Uh, well, a UV uh, bulb that would fit in a normal normal uh, lamp socket, um, you can pay generally about $16 for uh, LED for 365 nanometers. Um, now, 365 nanometers is the same wavelength that... Um, Kids our age used to use in our bedrooms to light up the uh, posters that we bought um, at Tower Records. Um, it's uh, but I remember it, those right, but at that time it was a fluorescent bulb. Keep um, on trucking, right? Yeah, exactly. but uh, but yeah, you can get them. Uh, um, you can get them uh, by uh, LED lamp now, and so they're a lot cheaper. Right. So, there are some lights, like there's a light that I carry with me to, to stamp shows that has a both high-intensity white light and a UV component, so I can switch between them uh, right there on the show floor.
2: Yeah, we, we have, you know, like I said, we have our bazooka, but, you know, we, this is because we use it for stamp expertizing and stuff. So, I mean, ours, the bulb cost I think, $145. You could duplicate the exact same thing for $16, Plus just, a
0: fixture, you have to have a fixture, Then you hand.
2: just mm-hmm. try to find a fixture to put it in. Yeah. yeah,
0: or if you you can get handheld ones too. But uh, even it's, it's it's worth getting a, it's worth investing in a handheld UV light, uh, just a small one to in. go to shows because the UV light the not only shows you a Carmen Lake, but it will also show you other things, repairs oh, yeah. and things like that Lots. that you would not normally see under under white light.
2: Yeah. So for uh, sixteen dollars. And listening to this podcast, you're all now experts. What you have to do is you have to find yourself the difference, go through a lot, pick out the different ones that are like maraschino cherry-ish, and then do those to match as a reference whatever else you're going through. So, uh, you know. This may be the podcast where the largest number of listeners made the most amount of money. Yes. All you have to do is search.
3: Yep. So
2: uh, what's the final tally for Steve? We had one sheet stamp,
3: a pair, a vertical pair, a vertical line pair, and two
2: vertical singles. So I don't know what the line pair is worth, but it sounds like he's got about 1200 bucks worth of stamps there and some postage and a whole bunch of two centers that you know are junk <laughs> they're not junk so on that note make some money go look for two cent uh, carmen lakes and keep collecting we need your help
3: nothing on the internet is free including our phone and internet connections so you can support the podcast by joining the stamp show here today club the cost is ten dollars for a lifetime membership Please include your APS member number, as we are an APS-affiliated club. Your support is greatly appreciated. Our brand new spanking address is 5965 Harrison Drive, Suite 6 in Las Vegas,
2: Nevada, 89120. You left out the word glorious. Fabulous. (laughs) Because you don't put that on the letter. Oh. Well, you could. You could, yeah. You could, yeah.
0: Well, kids, that's all the
3: time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, Owen oh, and from Not planning Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun, but now the time has come to go. If this still called was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show.
0: See you some other time! Yeah!
2: Stamp collecting happens when we dream together.